curious. If you stop for a second right now and considered what are those things that you are worried about, what would that list include? Perhaps right in this second, you're just worried about maybe getting off work on time and having to fight traffic and maybe you have to stop by the grocery store and just those little things that just kind of worry you and those little things that kind of get in the midst of your day. Perhaps you're worried about a meeting that you have tomorrow at work or a test that you have to take at school. Perhaps you've got a worry that's even bigger. Maybe you've got a doctor's appointment tomorrow and you're not really sure what the doctor is going to say to you. Perhaps you're worried because you keep looking at your checking account and the money's going out faster than it's coming in. I would imagine that if you stop in this moment that you do have a worry somewhere in your life, some big, some small, sometimes a whole bunch of them, big and small, that all kind of crush together and might be weighing you down in this moment. So you are right where you need to be then if that is the case. Because this breakaway in worship today is all about worry and talking about how Jesus asks us to take our worries and set them at his feet. Let him do the worrying for us. So we're going to spend time listening to a message from Jesus. We're going to spend time listening to some scripture where Jesus talks about this exact subject. And Pastor Kelly is going to give an awesome message, kind of giving another perspective on, on worry and how we can take that and let it go and just put it at Jesus' feet. And she's going to ask you a great question about what are those things that are clouding your eyesight? Are there things that you are more focused on than him? Are those worries getting in the way of you seeing, to, seeing beyond the worry into the expanse of where Jesus is, into the beauty of the day and into the beauty of this life? So we're so glad that you are here today. We are so glad that you have chosen to take a moment and to watch this worship and to worship with us. So welcome, my friends. Our scripture reading is from Matthew chapter 6, verses 25 through 34. Friends, let us listen to the message Jesus has for us about worrying. Therefore, I tell you, do not worry about your life, what you will eat or drink, or about your body, what you will wear. Is not life more than food and the body more than clothes? Look at the birds of the air. They do not sow or reap or store away in barns, and yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not much more valuable than they? Can any one of you, by worrying, add a single hour to your life? And why do you worry about clothes? See how the flowers of the field grow. They do not labor or spin. Yet I tell you that not even Solomon in all his splendor was dressed like one of these. If that is how God clothes the grass of the field, which is here today and tomorrow is thrown into the fire, will he not much more clothe you, you of little faith? So do not worry, saying, What shall we eat, or what shall we drink, or what shall we wear? For the pagans run after all these things, and your heavenly Father knows that you need them. But seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, and all these things will be given to you as well. Therefore do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about itself. Each day 
has enough trouble of its own. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Hi, everyone. I'm so glad to have this chance to just sit a spell with you and to think and reflect about the passage that we heard Brad read to us from Matthew. So on this topic of worry, I don't know that there's anyone on the planet that hasn't done extra worrying during this pandemic. Perhaps even people who aren't prone to worry have been given cause to worry as we all have, as we have watched so many people um, lose their life, so many businesses affected, relationships. We're watching so much on the news, it is hard not to worry. So the question is, what do we do with our worry? Whether it's just an everyday worry, maybe it's a worry that isn't a big one, but maybe it comes to the forefront of our mind once in a while and kind of pokes us uh, to the really big worries. And by really big worries, I mean worries that are big that we cannot control the outcome of them. And so always turn back to scripture and to look at what Jesus had to say about worry. And so one of the things that stands out to me about this passage about worry is that Jesus isn't saying not to share our worries to him in prayer, not at all. We have concerns, we have worries, he wants to hear them. I think what he's really talking about is what do we do either after we've shared those worries and we've handed them over to Jesus, do we really let them go? Uh, or do we continue to take them with us long after the prayer is done? And not just take them with us, you know, allow whatever worries we have to start managing us in some way. Sometimes we can get obsessive about a worry. Sometimes it can actually slow down our productivity if we're at work, the things we have to get done. Sometimes worry can be so deep-seated that it actually can make us physically ill. And we know that from science. So it's important that you hear me say, Jesus does want to hear about our every worry. And Jesus is there not only to listen, but to take them from us, to lift them off our shoulders. Now, does it mean that we're just going to be automatically worry-free? I think our human nature gets in the way of that. Does it mean that it's not you know, right to worry. I think it's human nature that we worry, where it starts to turn a wrong direction when our worries overtake us and they start getting in the way of life. Our life with Jesus, perhaps our worries kind of override our trust in him. It affects our relationships if we're worried all the time, and that's what we're telling those closest to us all the time, worry, worry that can affect relationships and start to break them down. One of the things I like to do is I like to look at topics like this and go looking a little bit at what psychologists say. And so I found out something really interesting about worry from a study. So the study is this, um, that psychologists claim that 85 5%, so let's do it like by 100% and break it down from there. 85% of what we worry about will never happen to us. That's an extraordinarily amount of time. And then there is 10% of which we can do nothing about. It's completely out of our control. 
And so that leaves 5% out of 100% of our time on actual worries that are legitimate. So how do we teach our minds and our racing thoughts that it's 5% legitimate worry and 95% of worry that either won't happen or are out of our control? So to keep that in perspective, what it means is we're really in control about how much we worry and about what we allow worry to do. And here comes Jesus. Do not worry about your life. And he likens it to food, to drink, to the flowers in the field. And, and if he dresses these flowers so beautifully, how much more will he take care of us? We are made in God's image. And so he's saying, look at all this beauty around you in creation. And if I can do that, I can do so much more with you if you just hand over some of those worries and really let them go. I also think when I read this passage, I think about the idea that are we giving God a chance to show up? You know, if we worry and worry and worry, we're kind of cutting God out of, of taking those worries and doing something with them. So is our worry replacing what God can do? Giving God a chance to show up in your life is going to make all the difference, even in your good days, right? When we allow those good days to be shared and we give God room to work in our lives, it's incredible. Things maybe we only had a small vision on can quadruple. A worry that just bothered us night after night. We lost sleep for months. And we can figure out a way to hand that over to God. And sometimes we do that through scripture, through sharing with folks at church, with someone that is a best friend to you. And God works through so many avenues and people to help you with whatever it is that you're worried about so that you can truly let it go. So I'll leave you with this illustration that has just stayed with me for years. I don't know if you're familiar with Robert Louis Stevenson, and he was a great novelist. And at the end of his life, he contracted tuberculosis. And of course, this was a period in time where they didn't have the advancements. But still, <clears throat> he was just racked by tuberculosis. And every morning, because he had to sleep in a separate bed from his wife, every morning she would come in She'd pull back the curtains. She'd welcome him to the day. But after so many mornings of doing that, she was beginning to lose hope. But he, every morning that she came in, would say, Hello, dear. It's a beautiful day. Now, he was bedridden. There were windows. There was one morning where she came in, and she was already angry when she stepped into his room and was pushing back the drapes, and she said, well, I suppose you're going to tell me that it's a beautiful day. And he said, absolutely right. And then he pointed over to, on the windowsill, she had lined up all of these bottles of his medication, and he looked over at them and pointed and said, I refuse to define my life by the bottles of pills that are on that windowsill when my horizon lies with Jesus Christ. So I say that to you to ask the question, how is your horizon these days? Are we spending so much time on our worries that we don't look up beyond them and see Jesus who can take them 
and then free us up to fill our lives with things that truly satisfy. So just like Stevenson had those bottles on his windowsill, and they were there as an everyday reality, he could see beyond them to Christ. So his faith is what got him through. He needed the pills to combat the tuberculosis, but what he also really needed in his head and his heart and his mind was Jesus. And with Jesus, the horizon had no limits. So may Jesus bless your life. May you hand over your worries and trust them into his care. And as you begin to release them to him one by one, may he expand the horizon of your relationship with him and your relationship with others. God bless you. See the birds who are singing in the spring air They're giving everything they need They don't worry where their next meal will come from They don't worry about a thing So just look around you and try to listen to the song Creation sings And don't you worry cause you're in the hands of the God who made everything We see the flowers in their colorful beauty They're dressed better than a king They don't worry about what they should wear, no They don't worry about a thing Look around you and try to listen to the song creation sing. Don't you worry, cause you're in the hands of God who made everything. Because you're, you're not a bird and you're not a flower. You don't have petals or wings. But there is good news, you're worth so much more to you.
everywhere present God. We are such good planners. We comfort ourselves with our careful planning. When we cannot plan or plans evaporate, we run to worry for solace. It makes us feel like we're doing something, like we have some control when in fact we can't control anything. And all the while you are whispering, look, look at the cardinal in your yard today. I take joy in caring for him. I love you more. Your voice sounds in our ear. Look at the crocus pushing up through the snow. That regal dress is my work. I treasure you more. God who sees us and knows us, help us believe you know what we need and that our needs matter to you. Abundant provider, remind us Remind us of the many ways you have met our needs. Remind us that the God we have found you to be in our past is the God you are today and the God you will be in all our tomorrows because that is who you are. We can't just stop the worry. We can't. It would be like putting a cork in the bottle of our lives while the pressure builds and we feel we're going to explode. But you know us. You know we are like that. You want better for us. You have better for us. We hear you. We hear you say to us, don't worry about anything. Instead, come over here and talk to me, child of mine, and tell me everything. I am your reason to be hopeful. My love for you is your reason to be thankful. I will fill you up with my peace, I promise. Worthy God, we do trust you. Help us in the places in our minds where we struggle to trust. Increase our faith. Increase our faith so we choose again and again and again and again to live, to live into the truth of who you are. Amen. Friends, our time together is concluding and I want to bless you as you get ready to go. We have been taking little verses from scripture and putting them into our bulletin on Sunday morning. Little verses that we can all hang on to, kind of have a mantra for the day. And so the verse I'm going to leave you with is 1 Peter 5, 7, which says, Cast all your worries upon the Lord, and he will take care of you. So perhaps that's your charge today, to cast all your worries on Jesus and to entrust them into his care. And then as you do, may you go into this day or this night knowing that you're blessed. And may the grace of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit, live and move and have their being in you. For go in peace 
Go knowing that you are loved. Go knowing that you are prayed for. For God bless you. Creation sings. And don't you worry cause you're in the hands of the God who made everything.